promise, Lord, never again. But I also know that you know what a weak-willed person I am. I'm a wonderful person. Hello and welcome back to the Tread Weary Podcast. I'm your host, Pastor Carlton Smee, and this is the audio arm of TreadWeary.com, a place in which we gather around the Word of God, and we're looking for the places in which God is acting upon us and for us, because life is very much like a treadmill for us. We, we can often do good things for, for one another. We're actually pretty good at loving one another uh, because we always have somebody that we love. We just don't always love everybody the same. But the problem is, is that when it comes to things with God and things with uh, righteousness and redemption, we have to have God working for us in that way. And so the way we've been going about exploring this is we've been looking at the Gospel of John. And we've been looking at it through the lens of worship, understanding about how we are really bad worshipers, and God is about the work of making worshipers for himself. And so uh, we are finishing up John chapter 14 today. We're going to be starting at verse 15 and going to the end of the chapter, verse 31. So if you have your Bibles, why don't you pull those out? Uh, remember that that Jesus just got done with the funeral uh, passage that we normally have read at funerals. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And now he's setting up what is going to be taking place after he goes away. And he's going to be handing over a special gift to us uh, after he departs. A special gift is going to be coming to us. So uh, starting at verse 15, you can read along with me. If you love me, Keep my commands, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me because I live, you also will live. On that day, you will realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love them and show myself to them. Then Judas, not Judas Iscariot, said, But Lord, why do you intend to show yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus replied, Anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. Anyone who does not love me will not obey my teaching. These words you hear are not your own. They belong to the Father who sent me. All this I have spoken while still with you. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things, and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your heart be troubled and do not be afraid. You heard me say, I am going away and I am coming back to you. If you loved me, you would be glad that I am going to the Father. For the Father is greater than I. I have told you now before it happens, so that when it does happen, you will believe. I will not say much more to you, for the prince of this world is coming. 
He has no hold over me, but he comes so that the world may learn that I love the Father and do exactly what my Father has commanded me. Come now, let us leave. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Gracious God, we do ask that this advocate that you send will come, the spirit of truth, to open our hearts and our minds that we might understand, read, and guard your word. In your name we pray. Amen. It's always interesting to read where Jesus says, if, dealing with something. If you love me, keep my commands, is how the, how the NIV reads it here in verse 15. But it's interesting because there's a couple of words there that we need to deal with really quick before we get into this whole advocate business. If you love me, if you have this love for me, keep my commands. There's two words that we need to look at, the, the keeping one and the commands one. The, the issue that we have is that in the Greek, the verb tense and everything is, is, is future. It's, it's, it's dealing with something that shall be. And often you can translate the future as an imperative, that, that, that we're looking towards something that is going to be happening uh, in, in, in a moment at, at any time. But if we if we, we take the future as what it is, the, the the loving that is taking place, the the love, the 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 deciding notion of God is my God, Jesus is my Jesus, the the, the keeping of, of commands is going to be something that shall take place. That it's not a, well, I'm gonna love God by doing this. It's a I will be doing these things because. Okay? But the other issue is that that word that we turn into commands can also mean instruction or, or, or teachings. And, and the, the keeping aspect of it can also mean to guard, to, to watch over, to, to hold on to. Specifically, it, it's a word that can often mean to, to guard as far as guarding a prison. The, this idea of, of our love for God can be expressed by keeping his commands, keeping his teachings, but also can be guarding them, holding on to them, that they're ours, that, that, that they will be for us something more than just, than just some rules that we have to follow, which we can also often get sucked into as if I do these things, then God's going to love me, or if I do these things, then I show that I love God. Instead, they become things that we cherish, that we, that we adore. But then Jesus says, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. I, I love that, that, that question of help. Do we need the help? Yes. And that's part of what we do here at Treadwear is, is looking for the things where God is working. And here God is working in the sense that the Holy Spirit is going to be coming, the Spirit of truth. And one of its works is going to be to help us do that stuff in verse 15, not only to love God, to help us love God, but also help us to guard his teachings, to guard his instructions, to keep his commands. And it, the the word advocate, and I preached on this this last spring, the word advocate, it's, it's not an advocate for us to God. It, it's, it's not um, it, a word that often can be used is walk alongside her uh, uh, sort of works. But, but the word that, that it most 
really resembles as an agent of, of the crown, someone who is sent to stand in the stead of someone else to advocate for that, that ruler, that, that monarch. And so here we have this advocate coming from God, and he is going to help us to, to love and to keep, and he's going to be with us forever. And his name, the Spirit of Truth. And it says the world, will, can, the world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. This, this position of taking the world and the church and putting them against each other, which is a normal churchy, worldy thing to do, right? Sacred and secular, which I don't like to do. God's work uh, does whatever God's work does. God's spirit does whatever God's spirit does. And, and God's spirit comes and dwells within whoever God's spirit wants to dwell within. But it says that the world cannot accept him, except to, to welcome, to bring, to bring him in. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me because I live, you also will live. On that day, you will realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Part of this working of helping us is to understand that we are not our own anymore, that, that God is working and dwelling within us, making, making a home within us. And, and Jesus then goes on to say, whoever has my commands and keeps them is the, is the one who who loves me, whoever has my instructions, whoever, whoever uh, uh, has those things within them, guards them, and, and this, this guarding them, this holding on to them is, is the one who loves me. Loves me, why? Because we find those things to, to cherish, to love, this, this word, this, this, this understanding of Christ, this power that comes from Christ being ours. We, we hold on to it. We cherish it. We love it. We desire to keep it at all costs. And, and, and this is part of the reason why that, that, that word for world that, that I have an issue with, and I'm going to continue to have an issue with, is a troublesome one because what it does is it juxtaposes two groups of people based on what they're doing versus what it is that the Spirit is doing, that the, the cherishing and the loving that we have for Christ and his word is not a work of our own, but it's this work of the Spirit of truth that has come to dwell in us to help us to hold on to those things. And so for us to sit here and look at the world and go, well, they're just worldly people and just turn our nose up at them, we can't do that. We, we, we need to continue to pray and desire that, that the cherishing of God's word, his instructions, his teaching, specifically of who Jesus is for us, needs to be continually grown within us. That, that we should desire that, that, that to go along, the one who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love them and show myself to them. That, that we continue to pray that the Spirit comes and works in all of us, never, never becoming complacent, but, but desiring that God would work in all of us, that we might love God, but also the Father's love for us might be expressed to us and fill us and lead us and guide us. And then Jesus goes on to say, anyone who loves me will obey my teaching or, or guard my, keep it, whatever. My father will love them and we will come to them and make our home with them. I already, I already talked about this, this, this idea of, of abiding, that, that, that 
Christ comes to us in his word, in what he has to say to us, to to make a home there in us, that that Christ comes as as one who who desires to dwell with us, and this dwelling with us is just like it would have been at the time of uh, of Eden, at the time in which which God uh, walked the garden with. Adam and Eve, here, here we have now Christ coming and dwelling with us and being with us. Then he goes on to say, anyone who does not love me will not obey my teaching. These words you hear are not my own. They belong to the Father who sent me. It, it, the thing that we can see within this warning is that the loving and the keeping or obeying or whatever of Christ's teaching or instructions or commands is a picture of the ones who love, the ones who are are with with Christ, who who are dwelling with Him. But but often, uh, the the one who is is obeying Christ's commands, or holding to His word, or cherishing His word, His instructions, His teaching, His commands, they are ones who cherish Christ, who Christ. The, the, the Christ of the cross, this Jesus who is speaking to us now in the Gospel of John, becomes something precious to us. And this doesn't happen of our own. If we go back a few verses, we, we see here that, that uh, it, it's something that, that God does within us. We could go all the way back to John 3, the, the, the idea that the Spirit comes and blows wherever it pleases. And, and this is that act of the being born again. It's not a, I've given my life to Jesus. It's quite literally a God action happening upon us. We continue to pray for that and desire that and look for that and, and beg for it to come. Well, then Jesus goes on to say, All this I have spoken while still with you, but the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things. Do you see that? Who will send in my name. Someone someone coming in the name of Christ as an advocate. What does this advocate do? This advocate is one who advocates for God, advocates for Jesus, advocates for these commands, for this teaching, for this instruction, advocates for for this this love for us to have for this one that the advocate is is, is sent in his name to do. The the to to the, the spirit coming and doing the work upon us as the spirit advocates for the working of the gospel, for instance. Who, who is pleading the case of God before us, which is weird to think that, that we're sort of this one standing uh, before God and the Holy Spirit is trying to make the case for what it is that God is doing. That quite literally, literally it's, it's the reason why when I preach, I always begin with a, the same prayer almost every single time. Gracious God, send forth your spirit by the power of your word to create faith, to forgive sin, and to grow our love for you and for one another, begging that God's spirit would come and, and, and do this work to cause us to trust God, to, to help us to understand the need for the forgiveness of sins in his name, 
but but also to to grow our love for him and for one another that love being the the outpouring of the desire not to obey god's commands to make him happy or or to obey god's teaching to 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 come to believe more which is what which is what jesus says in john anyways that the, that the, the working of god is this creating of faith this working of god is to believe in jesus christ to trust in him and not ourselves but but also here we're told that the Holy Spirit is going to ad, be this advocate coming in Jesus' name to teach us all things and will remind us of everything I have said to you. And what is it that he's said to us? We have to go to verse 27. And, and I used this in a sermon a couple of weeks ago. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. What is happening there? The advocate is coming and declaring this word to us, and it's a word of a treaty. It's a word of saying, we are at peace now. There is no war between us. We, we have received the comfort that we need in God. That, that's where the forgiveness of sins comes in, that we tend to marginalize, but it's a necessity. But this peace comes to grant us peace so that, number one, we don't feel as though we've done something wrong and so God is cursing us with a pandemic to, to punish us. But, you know, that's, that's one way of, of thinking about things, of looking at the world. That's, there, there are people in the world, just if you're wondering, who think that, that that God is punishing the world, is punishing us because of our hedonism or because of whatever. Pat Robertson. Um, but, but here Christ is speaking this peace and saying, be at peace because this advocate is going to be with you to guide you, to lead you, to, to, to grow your faith, to, to nourish you. And this speaking needs to happen again and again and again to be reminded of it, that, that we, we pray that the Spirit every day causes you to open God's word, that your faith in God might be nourished and, and grown, and that you will be turned towards Christ to cherish him more and more and more because we need that so that this peace will come to us to to better understand God's God's working in that way that we might rest in Christ and not be troubled troubled not be afraid and that is what this advocate is doing for us this advocate is standing there and saying that we are we we are to to be comforted in Christ that that their that comfort and rest and peace lie there in Jesus whereas the world says all sorts of things and actually right now is freaking us out by all this new stuff statistics and everything else that come out about the coronavirus or come out about violence uh, uh, against our African-American brothers and sisters and all these things. And we have to find some peace and some good news for us, not, not to minimize what is happening, but to, but to have a place to know where we run for refuge and shelter when that stuff becomes overwhelming to the point that we are troubled, that we are afraid. Well, then finally, Jesus says, you heard me say, I'm going away and I'm coming back to you. If you loved me, you'd be glad that I'm going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. In part, we are glad that Christ goes and he sits at the right hand of the Father now because his work is done. He, he completed it, that, that there is no more other 
cross that Jesus needs to die on other than the one that he did already 2,000 years ago to fulfill all of this work of bringing us peace and, and, and forgiving our sins and giving us this place that we can turn to place our trust to know that God is for us. But that also as he goes, because he goes, the Spirit comes to do this work in us to grow our faith and hand over to us the peace that comes from God. It says, I've told you now before it happens so that when it does happen, you will believe. Begging that when the Spirit comes, we will believe. And begging that, that as Christ leaves, the Spirit is going to come, the Spirit of truth, this advocate, and this advocate is going to be working this faith in us to grow us so that we have this faith in God for his peace and his rest to fall upon us. And then Jesus finally says, I will not say much more to you, for the prince of this world is coming. He has no hold over me, but he comes so that the world may learn that I love the Father and do exactly what my Father has commanded me. Christ's obedience for us and the devil doing his work so that Christ might die to redeem us. And in Christ's death brings forgiveness of sins, life, and salvation. And then he sits at the right hand of the Father that the Spirit might come and be with us wherever we might go to advocate on the Father's behalf for faith and love and forgiveness of sins in Jesus' name. Well, that's all we have for you for this week. My prayers are that you continue to be nourished by this podcast. We'll begin uh, John 15 next week. But blessings be upon you. My prayers are that you stay safe from the pandemic, but that also God would nourish you in his word to continue to grow you in trust and love of him and of one another. And so I say, go with the blessings of God in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.